Hello, welcome to Two Broke Nerds, Two Friends Talking About Whatever the Hell We Want, because it's still a pandemic. Uh, I'm Aliker, and I'm a film geek. And I'm Brian McElhenney, and I just drank all my tea, and I'm sad. And I'm a music geek. <laughs> and because we are super timely, like, really, really, like, on the pulse, we're going to talk about the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yeah, that came out. Months ago, months ago, three months ago, I don't even like I a don't long know. time ago. I don't know. So, so long ago that like it's barely in focus in our memories, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know you have not been a huge fan of the Disney era of Star Wars, but you like this one for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, so the, the problems with Obi-Wan are the same problems I noticed in basically every Disney Plus show in that it would be better served as a movie. Like, the whole thing feels like someone took a movie and went, no, we need content for this thing. So can you turn that into, like, six episodes? Yeah, there's definitely padding. Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be a a movie, but you could do it as like a three-part miniseries. It could be like I four think, hours versus six hours. I think a two-hour movie. Like, you could easily make that a good two-hour movie. And I, mean, yeah. I think that was the plan. Everything I've read, like, that was the plan. And then Solo did badly, because yeah. And then they seem to be just so reactionary over there. Yeah. Which I get it. I mean, Disney is in the business of printing money. They're not in the business of entertainment or storytelling. They're in the business of printing money. So, <laughs> so they see something like that and go, oh, we can print better money this way. So, yeah. And uh, I'd say even more so than some of the, uh, the Marvel series, the Kenobi series felt really padded in places. Yeah. But the good stuff was really good. And that good stuff was focusing on the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin. I mean, that's what the story should have been about. It should have been solely about them. The stuff with the Inquisitors, some of it is interesting. And the one that wound up being a youngling that was there when Anakin went on his killing spree, that connected in an interesting way. But there was a lot of it that was just there yeah 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 i i agree i mean the, the the really like i boil that show down to like 10 minutes and that's basically the 10 minutes of their last fight like it's so good and it pays off so brilliantly at the end and it's just, it's like why couldn't the whole show be this great but it's like maybe that's all we needed maybe we just needed like a 10 minute short film of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fighting because that's I mean, that's all I wanted to see. That's all basically anyone wanted to see. Well, the, the also the thing that was really worthy were those flashback training sequences. When I saw those, I was like, oh, this is what the prequels could have been like. Because just in those short scenes, we got a better understanding of the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin than in any of the prequel movies. Like, it was really clear what their dynamic was. Yeah. The resentment that he felt, the fact that Obi-Wan was holding him back a little bit, why he be was full of anger. Like, it was all there. Yeah. 
I love the fact that they based that they just let Hayden like forty year old Hayden Christensen just play his twenty year old self with no de aging or no makeup or anything. It's just very clearly forty year old. <laughs> yeah, and um, oddly, I was like, I I think it works better. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it does. I mean, it it really like if they had tried their weird de aging shit, it would have. It always takes me out of it, and it would have taken me out of it. Yeah. And like I know, I know Anakin is supposed to be in his twenties, but there's something about seeing Anakin a little bit older that just kind of worked, right? Yeah. Now, now he's a whiny forty-year-old man. Man, Yeah. And to Hayden's Christensen's credit, he still had that little like mischievous glint in his eye that best thing about performance as Anakin before he transitioned to Darth Vader. Yeah. When he wasn't whining, like the best thing about Anakin was that he kind of had that cocky arrogance to him. And it was nice to see that back. Right. I mean, I think it redeems a lot of like his choices in the prequel trilogy. And I I think like we've talked about it before. I think he gets a bad rap. I mean, he was obviously, you know, dealing with the wonderful directing that is George Lucas. I mean, that that master force of working with actors that George <laughs> Lucas is. Um, but, like, it just, I've always said, like, it's like, just, just watch the original Star Wars and just imagine all of Darth Vader's lines in Hayden Christensen's voice. Yes. It's the same character. Or, like, go back to the prequel trilogy and imagine all of Anakin's lines in James Earl Jones' voice. Like, <laughs> Like, seriously, like, Vader always said weird shit. Yeah. Vader was a weird dude, and it makes sense that Anakin says weird shit and is a weird dude. Yeah. You know, the the line that everybody makes fun of, and it is a terrible line, the I hate sand, it gets everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Hayden has talked about how that line actually makes sense, because, of course, he would hate sand. He's from Tatooine, and that's the place that is a source of pain and misery for him. The right. problem with that line is that it's random, and the way it's presented is silly. But there is a way to have him have that conversation and have it be meaningful. It's yeah. just that George doesn't know how to fucking write it. I, I mean, this, this is the, everything in those movies is so on the nose. But I mean, in some ways, it kind of works. Like, with the benefit of hindsight and time, it's like, those movies are endlessly quotable because of how on-the-nose every line is. Yeah. There's there's no nuance or subtlety. It's just, I don't like Sam. (laughs) (laughs) But, and this points to the fact that Hayden like really did care. Like he'd actually put thought into that line. Like it's a silly line, but he's like, yeah, of course he hates sand. Like why would he like sand? So this terribly written line, like he imbued in his mind with this whole like backstory. Yeah. 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 I think it goes a long way. The Obi-Wan series to, improving the prequel series helping it line up better with the original series and there's just some cool shit they do with like in that final fight scene when 
Vader's mask gets broken and you're hearing Vader's voice and Anakin's voice at the same time. Like, it's so cool and creepy and it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and again, proving my point that they, they were always the same person and you can just interchange the voices and it's, it all makes sense. And just, just like little like things that weren't even like continuity errors, but like having him be like, okay, bye Darth. <laughs> and it's like, right? oh, okay. So that's why he called him Darth. It's like him like taking a dig at him. It totally is. It's such a condescending thing. It's like, you don't call Sith Lords just Darth. It was always Lord so-and-so, you know, <laughs> or, or Maul, or, you know, it was never Darth. Right. It's I mean, so that'd funny. be like, okay, see you later, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's such a condescending thing. It's so great. <laughs> and just the fact that you see, like, that Obi-Wan in that moment has just lost any belief that there could be any saving of him. And so it makes sense in, yeah. the, in the original series that when he's talking to Luke, he's like, don't bother. There's no point. He's right. gone. Yeah. I mean, people like, I think it's just a product of, you know, the world we live in and everything is just on demand and shit. But, you know, people like, mercilessly pick shit apart and try to find plot holes, quote-unquote plot holes, or that's a continuity error, that's a continuity error. It's like, well, so why didn't Obi-Wan kill Darth Vader? He's not two chances to kill him and he didn't do it because there wouldn't be any more fucking movies if he did that, guys. Come yeah. on. Just, just suspend your disbelief for, like, the length of time it takes you to get through this shit. I mean, come on, man. It's fucking Star Wars. It's, oh, God. Yeah, I know when we were in our early 20s, back, you know, a million years ago, we would have long conversations tearing apart the prequels and just being like, oh, well, this doesn't line up, and that's wrong, and it's so stupid, and it's like, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's really fucking matter. <laughs> and those were good conversations. We had fun doing it, but... yeah. I'm less concerned about canon now, as long as a, a good story is being told. And maybe that was kind of the problem with the prequels. Like, yeah, a good story was being told, but it wasn't being told super well. And when that happens, you start nitpicking. Yeah. Yeah. You do. And for the most part, the Kenobi series was a story that was being told fairly well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fine. I'll, I'll, I mean, the, 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 the 10 minutes of the, their final fight is probably the best Star Wars shit that we've gotten from Disney. Like, period. Bar none. Yeah. And I also, I do love the stuff with little Leia. Yeah. she's She was great. That, the, the casting was great. And, like, yeah, people have a problem with that, too. And, like, oh, that breaks continuity. It's like, well, whatever. I mean... <laughs> whatever. Like... Cares. You could say it explains why she would reach out to him. Yeah. I mean, it would be more problematic, I think. Everyone wanted him to, like, have an adventure with Luke. I feel like that would be more problematic. Yeah, because he just thought of him as old Ben. Like, how would he have gone on an adventure <laughs> with him and not know that he was a Jedi? Right. Yeah. And I just love their dynamic. And we talked about this months ago. That I just want like 10 years from now for them to do a series 
where it's just Force Ghost, Obi-Wan, and Leia hanging out, just ripping on Luke the entire time. Right? (laughs) Just, oh my god, he's so fucking whiny. (laughs) He won't shut up. He's so fucking whiny. My planet (laughs) blew up, and he was whining about you. (laughs) He didn't even even say he was sorry. My planet blew the fuck up, and he didn't even say sorry. I had to comfort him. Right? So, I said tangent, but I've, like, found these videos on YouTube. They're, like, just, like, stupid little animations of, like, movies or shows in, like, a minute. And, like, they did Star Wars, and actually the Star Wars one was, like, quite a bit longer. It was, like, six minutes, but, like, <laughs> like, Luke comes up and sees his aunt and uncle dying, and he starts crying, and then Obi-Wan just comes out of nowhere and smacks him in the face and drags him off to, <laughs> precisely. And then later on on the Death Star, when Darth Vader kills Obi-Wan, Luke starts crying again, and Leia just walks up to him and smacks him and drags him off <laughs> <on> the plane. <laughs> Wow, no one let Luke work through his emotions. They just smacked him and dragged him around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so no wonder he snapped and became the the Luke in (laughs) Last Jedi. Right? Yeah, no one lets him deal with his emotions. He just bottles it all up and finally just freaks out at his nephew. Uh, good times. I suppose we have to address the never-ending toxic fandom that is Star Wars. God. Because all these people piled on, uh, let me, Moses Ingram is her name, who played uh, Reva. And everyone's like, oh, she's such a terrible actor. She's so badly written. I'm like, is she? I I totally forgot about the whole controversy of that. She was fine, and she was not an interesting character in the world, but the whole whole subplot with the Inquisitors was not interesting, really. No, they all piled on her. It was fun watching Vader, like, wipe the floor with her. Yeah. Just like, I'm gonna fight, I'm not even gonna pull out my lightsaber, I'm just gonna fight you like this. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking with her, just, like, dodging the lightsaber, it was just like... I just love how he, like, grabs it from her, snaps it in half, turns one off and throws it at her. There you go. Uh, you want a lightsaber duel? We're going to do it with your lightsaber. <laughs> and I will say this about the Disney era of Star Wars. The one thing that they haven't done wrong, they haven't done dirty, <laughs> is Darth Vader. Because in the Rogue One, you had that amazing scene <laughs> in there. And now in... The Kenobi series, like, we finally get an understanding of why Darth Vader was seen as this terrifying being. Like, he's a fucking badass in Rogue One and in Kenobi. Like, he is a legitimate, terrifying presence. Yes. I think people forget he was terrifying in the original movies, though. Like, yes. He was utterly terrifying. But we also get a sense of, like... Because, obviously, in the first Star Wars, it was just them tapping sticks. And so it was hard to get a sense of him being, like, it seemed like he was kind of, like, his fights with Luke were very well choreographed. But it was kind of like, oh, he's kind of the -the over-the-hill 
skateboard yeah. now. So seeing him like actually be this force that you can the force to reckon with is exciting. Yeah. But yeah. I, I... And here's the other thing, like going with the Inquisitors thing, like I haven't watched the Clone Wars animated series. Uh, I know you haven't either. Oh, I guess I it's not interesting. So after I watched Obi-Wan, I was still in a Star Wars mood, so I'm like, what haven't I watched? I'm like, I haven't watched any of the Clone Wars shit, so I tried watching the first season. And I'm like, how did this get to seven seasons? This is really, like, not good. And then I tried, so I guess you gotta watch later on, but there's so much of it. I think I need someone to be like, what am I supposed to watch of this? Because there's so much of it, and a lot of it's really bad. That's what I've heard, like, because I never watched the Clone Wars series, because it's Basically, its pilot episode was that Clone Wars movie that they released, which was fucking awful. Yeah, I think I watched the whole thing, and I think I don't remember anything about it. And the tone of it was very kitty, very childish. And I feel like the first two seasons, maybe even first three, were that tone. And it didn't really start getting good until halfway through the show. And it's like, are you telling me I need to watch, like, two maybe three seasons of bad television before it starts getting good? Yeah, I don't have time for that shit. So maybe maybe just pick it up at season four, but to my point, the Grand Inquisitor was in that series, and so yeah. people were excited to see the Grand Inquisitor, and the character's not interesting in the Kenobi series, so it's no. one of those where if you go in Knowing who he is, you're excited, but you also have to make the character interesting if you don't know anything about him, and they didn't do that. Yeah, um, and I think he was in Rebels, not Clone Wars. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I know, whatever, but like Clone Wars was before that. Rebels was after, so. But regardless, same point. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the point. The point is, none of these people were interesting. And then, like, I had no idea who any of them were, and I started calling that one guy the Whisper Sister. The Whisper Sister? Because he just talked in a whisper, and I'm like, what is, I mean, they're all called sisters, right? Or brother, I don't know. Brothers so, and sisters, the fifth brother. Whatever, he's the Whisper Sister. <laughs> uh, the one that you're thinking of, I guess it's the only one that ever had any other dialogue. The one that yeah. had the weird hat? Yes. His name is Sung Kang, and he's in the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Uh, so here's the funny thing with that. His name is Han Solo. <laughs> so the fact that they actually cast him in a Star Wars movie or series is hilarious. That's funny. His character is boring as fuck, though. Yeah. Everything having to do with them, other than... Darth Vader fighting, what's her name, with the Force. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we've, we 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 did it again. We're on a tangent. Because we started talking about how the, the fandom was just a total piece of shit to her. Yeah. Um, and they say it's not racist. It's just like, okay. It's uh, it's always racist. This is, what's ha this is what's happening with the new Lord of the Rings series right now. And yeah. everyone's going, oh, there were black elves. And it's like, how do you fucking know? Yeah. It's a fantasy story. Right? Yeah. Like, you have no problem with uh, green-skinned, blue-skinned, whatever-color-skinned aliens. But if a black person shows up, you lose your goddamn mind? 
Yeah. Yeah, these people are fucking... Yeah. The other thing, and this is my friend Clay, who I go on the radio with, he made the a good point. You keep going on about how bad the writing is and how terrible the acting is. Have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, go back to the original Star Wars. The writing is terrible, and like, Mark Mark Hamill has been ripping on it for years, saying like, "How the fuck do you say this shit? You just spit it out." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's uh it's not Shakespeare, guys. No. <laughs> you know, and I I still love the original Star Wars, but there are times where I go back and watch it and I'm like, "Oof, that that dialogue's rough." Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark yeah. Hamill really didn't get good until like Empire Strikes Back. He is He's so fucking whiny in the first movie. He is. I mean, there, there are a lot of uh, standout, awful performances in that film. I love, and Carrie Fisher pointed it out, too, for years, like how her English accent keeps appearing and disappearing. Right. <laughs> she's doing, like, this weird British accent thing for a while, and then, and then she's not. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and she said she would kind of just slip into it every once in a while because that was part of her acting training. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were all they were all kids. Yeah, they were all. I mean, with the exception of uh, Harrison Ford, who was a few years older, they were all just. I mean, Carrie Fisher was a teenager. Mark Hamill was in his early twenties. Yep. <clears throat> the thing you forget, like. Carrie Fisher was a teenager. Like, we grew up watching her, so you think of her as being older, but no, she was like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. I always have that thought, like, when because when you're watching something and you're like six or seven years old and you're watching these characters, you're like, oh, they must be like super old. And you're like, oh no, they're only like 21. <laughs> but when you're a little kid, that is super old. It is. Like, and here's going off on tangent. Like, it blew my mind, like, to discover that uh, Judith Hogue in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think she's like 22. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Maybe 23. And it's just like, girl, and like I, I know that came out in 99, but like fashion in the 80s just made women look so much older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, lo I love how Robin Williams pushed her to take that role. Yeah. She was a huge fan of the Turtles. But even now, watching her, I'm like, no, she isn't in her early 20s. She's got to be like 30. <laughs> right? Totally. Which makes it a little less uncomfortable that she's hanging out with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. That are, that are turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if there's really much more we can say. I mean, I'm sure we'd have more to say if it was, like, just the week after it came out. But. Yeah, it's, Would it's, you know? I don't know. I think yeah. I said what I wanted to say about it. I mean, that fight was great. The show was fine. <laughs> and, and Ewan McGregor. Just Ewan McGregor, like, as long as he's doing more Star Wars stuff, I'll watch. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Yeah. And I'm sure it's been pitched before, 
But, like, if they do a season two, can it just be, like, Obi-Wan filling in Force Ghost Qui-Gon and what's going on and Qui-Gon going, like, what the fuck, Obi-Wan? <laughs> I, I don't even know if I could find him again because it was just, like, randomly coming up. But there was this guy who uses deepfake. And it was kind of, like, the, the, the short videos. Yes. Where he's just, like, watching it and he keeps turning into Obi-Wan. Yeah, and, and Qui-Gon. And, and Qui-Gon's there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, a whole series of him just being like, really? <laughs> no, but he was the chosen one. How did he? <laughs> so when he killed younglings. He went full dark side. Yeah. <laughs> like full dark side. And like, he didn't even think about it. Like he was dark side for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what always kills me about Revenge of the Sith. Like he was like, "No, I can't do this. Go kill some kids." Okay. <laughs> Shakespeare, it is not. <laughs> no conflict. Like it went from, "Oh my god, what did I do?" to, "Oh, you want me to murder some kids? How many?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, it's like, you're gonna wipe out the separatists. Wait, you were behind that the whole time? Like, no questions. Okay, yeah, I'll go kill him. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, just uh, just 30 minutes of him explaining that to Qui-Gon would be great. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and Qui-Gon is just like, what the fuck, Obi-Wan? <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. <laughs> I was barely done being trained by you, and all of a sudden I had this fucking kid following me around. <laughs> he was like five. <laughs> and did you see the kid? Do you remember the kid? He was annoying. The, this could this could fill in some gaps in the original trilogy too, because like Qui-Gon's like, yeah, that's it, I renounce you. You can't tell people that I was your master anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, what should I tell you? How did I become a judge? I don't know. Yoda fucking trained you. I Yoda. don't care. I, I technically did. Off my hands of all this shit. <laughs> he technically trained you. He technically trained all the younglings. Right? It's a yeah. loophole. Just do not mention me. Keep my fucking name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have your lightsaber. Throw it the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, there probably will be a second season, and I do hope Liam Neeson comes back some more as a Force Ghost. It was nice to see him. Yeah, I mean, if they do a second, it's got to be something like we've seen. If he keeps fighting Darth Vader, then yes, we're gonna have issues. Yeah, he can't. They can't do it again. They yeah, I don't know what it would be. I mean, I'm fine with just random Obi-Wan adventures. Like, it doesn't even have to be anything to do with the prequels or the original trilogy. Just random Obi-Wan adventures because Ewan McGregor is so good. I'll just watch him. Right? Yeah. Or just, like, there can be this steady stream of people trying to kill Luke and, like, Obi-Wan stopping them and, like, Luke is just oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, that could be really comical, like... It could. <laughs> Like those, like old, like like Looney Tunes cartoons, where something is like always about to fall on a character, and like <laughs> there's right? somebody else protecting them. 
Exactly. <laughs> and Obi Wan's just like, oh my god, and then he's like, and then Luke's like, oh hey Ben, hi Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sweating? It's it's really hot on Tatooine. <laughs> yes, this is what the show needs to be. A couple episodes of Obi-Wan catching up Force Ghost Qui-Gon, and then Qui-Gon disowns Obi-Wan. And then the rest of the series is Obi-Wan trying to protect an oblivious Luke. Uh, and then take a break, come back in ten years, and do the Force Ghost Obi-Wan and Leia show just ripping on Luke. Yes, exactly. There, there we go. We've written the next two seasons of this show for you, Disney. I actually really would like to see more of that actress playing Leia. Like, if they want to do a Leia movie in 10 years or have her appear in a movie, I'm okay with that. Like, she was really good. Yeah. They'd probably fuck it up, but... Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that about covers it. And hey, yeah. we did an episode in only 30 minutes, which we haven't done that in, like, fucking forever. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what did we decide uh, our close-off was? Uh, um, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Later.